Simon Taylor, Professor Colin Lazari and, and John Kelting, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. As part of the Festival of Ideas, you've been looking at the future of finance. Simon, can we just begin by you, by just telling us what you think the problem is with finance at the present time? Well, the short-term problem is the wreckage left over from the financial crisis, and in particular the fact that banks are not lending and the normal flows of finance to companies that allow them to grow and provide jobs are currently interrupted. Uh, And Colin? Well, for me, me, I'm interested in a particular segment of the market, which is the real estate market. I think there are two problems in the aftermath of the crisis. One is refinancing um, existing debt, and the other is the impact on the housing market of a much more careful and prudent lending policy, which creates major affordability uh, problems for marginal buyers and first-time buyers. And, John, you said that uh, you were at least glad to be in an audience as a banker when you could have the door nearby and sort of not have to worry about whether you had to to leave the room. The climate has changed from the crash, hasn't it? Uh, Certainly. I mean, banks are uh, seen as being the villains of the peace, and, and rightly so to a large extent, because banks... Uh, increased leverage by too far and took uh, risks were too great. Um, a lot of steps have been taken, a lot of lessons have been learned from that. Um, the degree of regulation, the degree of control over uh, our capital and how we allocate that uh, means we now think we're in a much better position um, from a risk perspective to be meeting what is our fundamental role, which is providing basic services to our, our retail and our corporate customers. Now, I know, Simon, you, you sort of analysed it, uh, didn't you, in terms of the plumbing, the investment and the risk? And plumbing got a tick, investment and risk got a cross against their name. But, but you actually do think the road ahead looks optimistic? Well, in the long term, yes. I mean, there's some pretty serious problems ahead. And because we've never been in a situation quite like this before, uh, there's a risk that mistakes are made in, in policy making. But I think the industry will eventually heal itself and it will probably end up stronger and hopefully offering a better service to customers so long as there is uh, new entry into the industry from uh, organisations that are currently not banks, like supermarkets, and banks from other countries, like China, which I think will uh, make the market more effective. And you talked about healthy competition, that entry. Have you talked about, about Tesco's, M&S, the two large Chinese banks with, with their turnover and profits. But, but you, you actually did think of it as healthy competition and as being good for the sector. And you don't like talking about globalisation. You talked about internationalisation. Yes, I mean, I, I start from the simple, but I think on the whole uh, correct view that Competition is good for most industries. I mean, for example, if you look at the, you know, the old British car industry, it was looking pretty hopeless until, frankly, uh, car companies from other countries, including Japan, came along and, through competition, uh, essentially completely revived it. So there aren't any major British car companies, but there's a thriving British car industry. Now, actually, British banks are highly competitive. They're, they're mostly pretty good at what they do. So it's not that we're going to see the end of British banks, but more foreign competition Uh, or from any other source, I think will be healthy for the industry in the long run. Now, Colin, in in terms of your field, it's housing, and we all field housing, whether we own large amounts of of real estate or or whether we just have our own personal mortgage. But but, um, 
do you think that, that perhaps the market is still over leverage? What went wrong? And are we still in a crisis with housing? I think that, that um, we need, when we're talking about real estate, we need to separate out the commercial real estate from the residential real estate. And in terms of the difficulties the banking sector has had, in many ways it's actually been the commercial real estate sector that has created many of the bad loans. And there's been a very, very substantial correction in prices there, and we're at a more, a more sensible pricing level. Because of inertia in the housing market and because uh, individuals with houses who don't have to sell simply don't put them on the market, what we've seen is a much, much more shallow correction of house prices from their very, very high levels and uh, rather a slowing up or stagnation of the market so that there's a much reduced level of, of sales, less demand for, for mortgages and um, much less movement in, in the market as well, which has to be bad for the economy as a whole. Now John, people have analysed. They, they saw what happened. You said it was stunning in retrospect, and hindsight is a very good thing, that no one really saw what was building up in, in the banks with the loans um, and, and the, the, the mortgages. Um, can you just say, do, do you think with hindsight that we should have done more in terms of the risk and the regulation? Um. I think as an industry, I mean, I have to be, I have to differentiate a little bit between Barclays and the industry because it was Barclays' bad debt uh, experience wasn't particularly bad and we, we weren't bailed out as an institution. Uh, we clearly benefited from the liquidity that was provided into the system, um, but, but our, our actual processes didn't result in us losing a sufficient amount of money that we, we needed to be rescued or taken over. Um, as an industry as a whole, given what the business, the market went through, the degree of stress that it went through, clearly the degree of risk-taking was too great um, and either the banks need to, to manage that themselves, which they failed to do, or there needs to be a greater degree of regulation. And we as a bank are working very closely with the regulators and support the work done by the regulators to ensure that we do have uh, a properly regulated system that enables us to focus on the core of what we should be doing in banking, which is providing basic products uh, to individual and corporate customers. Now, just finally, because I know you, you have to get off to dinner, but, but the solution, the road to recovery, I, I, you were actually optimistic, Simon, weren't you? Because you, technology, you said, for, for instance, was constructive. And, and you, you actually think that in terms of the future of finance, you use the word potentially, we, we might be on to quite a good thing. Why? Well, there are lots of very important problems that require financial solutions. And one of the biggest is the fact that population's aging in most parts of the world and people want some mechanism for saving uh, confident that that will lead to a, a decent retirement income. Now that's been handled by the state to a large extent in the past but that's simply not going to be feasible in the future and that's one very big problem which I think there's, there's both a big opportunity for the industry to fix because it should make a lot of money out of it but it would be socially useful. And that's an area where I think a combination of technology uh, and competition and the right level of regulation, but not too much, could produce uh, a really positive outcome. And, and Colin, you talked about things like shared equity, didn't you? And, and um, deleveraging and, you know, um, even renting and bringing, you know, our housing sector into line with, say, countries like France. Are you optimistic about the solution to it? I'm... Um, 
I think there's a lot of inertia in the UK housing market that we are very wedded to our owner-occupied property and I think that that creates huge tensions which are both political tensions and economic tensions. But at the same time I do see that the financial system has the capacity to produce innovative products which will deal with that and provide affordable housing provided there is political will and smart regulation. I absolutely endorse what Simon said about the need for there to be regulation but regulation which is not simply constraining activity and going back to some imagined perfect world where where the individual bank lends to an individual and there was no innovation, no competition and no, no globalisation, I will use the G word. And uh, uh, finally, uh, John, we are then in a much better situation in, in terms of banking, regulation, the banks getting their houses in order, more competition from Chinese banks, Tesco's, M&S. The banking sector is in a better place now than before the crash. Um, I th it is, yes. Um, I think there has been a renewed focus on the basics of what banks should be doing, which is working with their customers to provide their basic banking services. And a lot of what caused problems in recent years was banks moving away from that fundamental core activity. Done correctly, which there's no reason why banks can't do that, it is a good quality business that can make good returns but also provide good quality services. And I think with the, the regulatory structure, with the way banks are approaching the business, there is now the potential for that, that business to, to get back to where it was in the past um, and, and serve the economy well. Well, um, Simon Taylor, Professor Colin Lazari and John Kelting, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School here in the Lecture Theatre uh, celebrating the Festival of Ideas. Thank you, gentlemen, and enjoy your dinner. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.